Hey, no ticket. Hello, how's it going? Oh, hanging in there, man. How have you been? Chillin, chillin. Akash, I can't. Akash, he's finally in here, man. All right, let's jump right in. Hello, and welcome to episode six of Bar Ki Baat. Today, I've got. my favorite people in the world akash ramakrishnan and vidur sharma sharma uh <laughs> uh with me uh talking online how are you guys doing doing pretty well, well man doing well man we were doing waiting well. we were waiting for this uh, to be <laughs> on this next show of your podcast because i really was impressed by what you were talking about with Rohit, a couple of times, and you guys went pretty in depth with the with the music, but that was quite impressive. That's good, man. And I mean, these these topics specifically, I choose topics based off of what you know, in, the insight that's going to, uh, or uh, the insight I am going to get. So, specifically for what we are going to talk about today. so straight off the bat uh in with regards to what's happening with the uh george floyd case and everything that's happening in the united states of america uh i want to say we stand with all those who feel hopeless in the face of systemic racism and wanton cruelty and i implore every uh one of whoever is listening to do their part spread awareness uh talk about issues these these things don't solve themselves it takes time and one of the biggest ways to uh a solution is by recognizing that there is a problem uh it's unprecedented in history where the entire country has gotten together uh to protest police police brutality and all the harm that comes associated with that especially brutality against uh, black people so talk to your peers talk to your friends talk to your families uh, that is how uh, you are going to start thinking better and it's going to help others start thinking better so that being said the the objective or the points we want to talk about today and discuss this with akash and vidur uh, before this is i want to start with writing uh, and how we need to dissociate protests with rights and i just want to start with what what do you guys think what what do you guys think about writing uh not i'm i'm not talking about protesting riots that come out of a protest and uh do you think it's okay do you think uh it's it depends it's circumstantial uh etc akash you want to kick us off yeah. yeah i can take this i think rioting becomes a consequence of protesting beyond a certain point there does comes the principle of you can i mean most people cite uh, 
Dr. King or even Mahatma Gandhi saying that protest can be silent and your actions speak louder. But beyond a certain demarcation or beyond a certain point, people do lose their wherewithal to have a silent protest. So I think riots do become do become a part and parcel of it. To add also a supplementary or a complementary point is that um, uh, the current administration has done nothing to quell the riots. Uh, in fact, by the president tweeting or by uh, by stating what he had to state through different media outlets, it's added more fuel to fire and it has not engaged the audience in the right way. And the finally, my third point is that the, the police that were reinstated and police includes even the National Guard that were that were put in place, they were given they were given free will or free reign to go ahead in terms of charging people down, in terms of like attacking news reporters, in terms of even attacking bystanders. And that's not how a protest can peacefully take place because there's only a certain mark that people can take uh, take hurt. Beyond that, they are going to retaliate. Yeah, and I think non- non-violence is a great ideal to uphold, but uh, practically it just doesn't work out. I mean, tell me instances in the recent past which you uh, recall were solved using non-violence like in, in, in the US for example Colin Kaepernick was uh, completely uh, outed and, and isolated by the NFL community for just taking a knee and we have with, with these constant police uh, killings going on things had to reach a sort of critical mass and and people who have been really perturbed by by this sort of violence, had to make their their voice heard. And what's the best way to do it? It's just to come out in in, in droves and uh, express your anger and, and, and sadness. And you can't just hold out placards uh, all the time and because it just falls on deaf ears. So the way they've been expressing it is going out and uh, yeah, breaking things. And I'm not going to pass any value judgment on whether that is uh, actually... Uh, a bad thing to do or or a good thing to do, but it is just how you express your discontent. Yeah, I think this this discussion would go a completely different way if we were talking about this about 15 years ago. Currently, black people, especially, their walls are to the wall. Uh, sorry, their backs are to the wall, not walls are to the wall. Uh, they, our president, the the guy who is supposed to be, uh, you know, leading the charge against against things like this, this dumb fuck, and I say dumb fuck, I don't throw out that word liberally. <laughs> I am very careful with my curse words, but this idiot on protests goes out and establishes martial law, which is just ridiculous. And it's come to a point, there's always a tipping point, right? Where it's people, people go up in arms. I mean, even any in history, any non-violent protest has always had a parallel path of a violent protest. It be MLK, be it Gandhi, there's always, yes, these guys were the, you know, show the other cheek path, but on the side, there were people who agreed with that, but still were violent. And I think it, 
comes down it boils down to uh circumstance it boils down to situation and just you know you snap after a while you can't take it anymore how showing the other cheek yeah. you only have you only have one other cheek right <laughs> what yeah. what else can you provide that's going to get get uh, someone to change their behavior yeah i mean and, let's think about it uh, sorry to cut you off but if you want to uphold non violence as a solution where should that start from it should start from the state and most of the violence that you see on the streets apart from the initial trigger most of it is just reactionary to uh, to police brutality vidur it is it goes even deeper man that becomes see fundamentally uh, racism is instituted you're not born a racist okay you're not born a certain way you're born a human and then you learn you learn certain facets so it's more institutional so it boils down back to a very very fundamental thing or a very core thing which is schooling or college or like the environment that they are that they are surrounded by and uh, nachiket brought about a good point which is the african american community has not been given the advantage to grow or to flower like the other communities have in this community i mean sorry in this country specifically and currently given uh, given the current president's rule it seems more like a totalitarian state i don't know how different he is in ideology compared to like the likes of paul pot for example yes and, and not just a president if you just think of his, his allies in, in the government or even common people who are trying to take a centrist ground on this the way they talk is uh, about non about violence being a uh, real negative it it just doesn't make sense because they don't factor in the the, the decades and centuries of pain that uh, black people have been suffering and and yeah that I mean, I'm not sure how the, how you want to lead lead this, but I think so, yeah, initially, like ten years ago, I would have uh, had you know been offended by the word rioting, or uh, yeah, when I was like a wet behind the ears uh, under the head, I went to uh, protest myself, and I learned what riot rioting or the sort really involves. And over a period of time, my thinking about it also evolved. The more I read, and the more I was bred into this. this sorry uh, system which akash just talked about then yeah, we will get back to your writing experiences <laughs> it's, it's cool and it's funny <laughs> which is what we want on the podcast but it's there's some one point that akash you just mentioned where we are not born racists right it's a it's something that is bred through the time that you grow up for i mean you know kids are racists uh but it's it's a result of up, upbringing it's a result of uh, their surroundings or people's surroundings analogous to that uh i'm trying to remember who the i think it was it's a hobbesian philosophy thomas hobbes but uh he said that society has a drive towards destruction and that might or might not be true uh i believe that it is true but that probably in some way play does play a part in 
people uh, taking up arms against you know institutions or against uh, it's taking up arms against a mindset right it's taking up our, uh, arms against a way of life and the writing portion of it i think comes from that inherent uh, need for breaking things down to rebuild instead of you know modifying things to rebuild yeah yeah no i fundamentally agree with you like even if you look at any society right like if we date back all the way to the roman empire to it took eons to build and then it crumbled within a life i mean it crumbled really quickly and the same thing even with this current state that we are in it's taken america a huge amount of time let's say close to 200 plus odd years to come to an economic powerhouse and it's come to a standstill where people are not in agreement in terms of ideologies and ideologies land up being more systemic to the environment that they are brought up in and the environment that they are brought up in lands up becoming more capitalistic in nature because there's purchasing power involved in it so it becomes this convoluted mess that they themselves have created for or for for their families and for their day to day and which doesn't yield to any it doesn't yield to any good which is where you see cops uh, cops acting in a manner in which that they are power lands up being an aphrodisiac and they land up and they land up murdering the other person rather than landing up arresting him for what he's done he's landed up taking away somebody else's life which is just if you ask me it's unbelievable i truly believe that had this not happened had the country not gone up in flames these officers would not have been charged in the i totally agree yeah yeah and uh, america for what it stands for i mean it from an outsider's perspective from an inside out perspective it looks like a place that is extremely or looks like a place that's extremely rosy but when you truly stand in the soil of america you you notice the subtlety and the cruelty that exists between individuals too and that's what's heartbreaking about this whole issue too cop there are a lot of cops that are getting away now so you bring up a good point which is without the day and age of social media and digitization or digitalization i don't think a lot of these cops would get caught they would all go scot free the ones in minnesota the ones even in uh, i think uh, uh, i think in louisville take like the other cops too so yeah in the ones the one in new york i think i i think someone recently told me that guy just got charged 5 years later and he actually i take that back he didn't get charged he got dismissed from the police force for killing a black guy without proof on the highway 5 years later dismissal from i I'm, i really wish that i had written this down i don't remember is it eric garner's case you're talking about i don't think so no uh is one of the it's so sad that i'm i'm saying these words but it's one of those that didn't garner that much national attention and that's the sad part of it so true fact fun fact i found out about george floyd because i read about the riots so i'm not i'm not one to read the news and this kind of ties into why i don't read the news because the news is filled with cases like these and it's sad but 
for me when i i probably did read it it just didn't register for me it was just it was oh another black guy got killed by a cop that was that probably was my thought process and i just went over it a day later i then everyone around me was talking about uh the riots happening in pretty much every big uh city in the country that's when i i went back and i read why it started where it started started where whether you are living and that's when i found out about the george floyd case and you know the whatever happened so yeah it yeah it said the where the current state of the world or the country lies where news like this is common place riots are not or protests are not so yeah yeah you bring up a good point which is where like here i think it would be good to shift gears and talk about uh, bidur's protest too because systemic racism or discrimination occurs in every country and we are all from bombay and we have seen that even in bombay too in india it happens on more on the grounds of economic reasons and i'm going to give the platform on to uh, bidur to talk about his experience about protesting in india we can't hear you either bidur is having technical issues currently so <laughs> we can see with us for a second see bidur through google hangouts and he's struggling hard <laughs> <laughs> i think this is what happens when you get a doctorate in chemical engineering right you forget the other aspects about life can you hear me now bidur just yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah you can hear you you can hear you Oh, I'm sorry. I just snapped out. AirPods, man, best thing out there. It's okay. Yeah, okay. You, you yeah, going back to the kind of things that uh, I mean, the little experience that I had. So I, it was essentially dumb because I never had any inclination towards politics uh, to begin with. But then there was this sudden this thing going on in India where. Uh, Yeah, Anna Hazare started the movement to pass the Jan Lokpal bill to hold people accountable for corruption. And uh, wait, 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 hold up. There might be people who don't know who's Anna Hazare is and who don't know what the Jan Lokpal bill is. So you'll have to give them a quick, a quick history. So Anna Hazare is a seasoned politician and who was known to uh, actually practice a lot of non-violent methods. to uh you know get things passed uh you know in legis- in, the, in the legislature and he had a history of successfully practicing non violence so he was roped in in order to help pass this jan lokpal bill which was uh one of the main bills at that time that could actually hold people in government accountable for their corruption and they had a a lot of these big names like arvind kejriwal and and uh, i think I, i forget the other people but then as you might know very well it it turned out into a huge movement and there were protests that started out first in bombay and azad maidan and i don't i don't remember how i heard about it but uh, yeah parth and i we both landed up at these protests we just punked college we punked 
we bunked like a couple of days of college and we went to these trotters and oh there there were like thousands of of people uh you know aggressively shouting out and uh, demonstrating in front of cops and it, but curiously the cops never retaliated at that time so i guess uh, we you know didn't face any police brutality at that time maybe because of the cops were in the pocket pockets of uh, the ruling party at that time but what we were opposing was was the current the rotten congress administration at that time and and basically about uh, holding people accountable so it uh, actually uh, yeah, it took a wrong turn where i i had to get into this uh, really boiling uh, hot police jeep and we were driven freaking 20 miles into some <laughs> to a jail in in worli and over there we had to sit for 3 uh, 4 hours out uh, out in the lawn and we were actually also taken in, into the police station where we had to you know actually write down our names so yeah i think what i mean i i sort of gained i i sort of gained a lot of confidence in this aspect that i can you know there are people who can uh, you know voice their opinions just by getting out on the street and and mass protestations by people do change things over a period of time and yeah the jan lokpal bill just petered out that was a different story but then yeah this is this was what really brought me into uh this picture and i had this very uh i don't know anarchic sort of mindset that that led me to not believe anything that comes from uh the current government i, I don't think it's an it's an anarch anarchic i don't know if that's a word but <laughs> anarchy it's not anarchic i think anar yeah anarchist mindset i don't think that that is uh that's really an anarchist mindset anarchist mindset i would say like we for vendetta guy that's an anarchist mindset where you are trying to you know burn everything down this is yeah with uh, <laughs> no sorry i probably let you complete our thought but i was going to disagree on that that does not necessarily uh, encompass what uh, an anarchist is i mean you it uh, it is not just uh, aimless destruction of things it is actually trying to it has some sort of strategy involved in people who can think through things they can come up with strategies to subvert any uh, hierarchical in any power structures that exist in the system so it's essentially with that 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 motive that people go but then why does it get a label of anarchist what, yeah so that exactly is the definition of anarchism that gets lost in i agree i agree i agree but why is there a label to it like that's just a form of a revolt or a revolution so that's that's right? that inherent uh, i think it's a it's the is that wrong impression that i have with the word because that's how it has been portrayed forever Yeah, same here. So anarchist, yes, I agree. It it is breaking down the current system. You want that want of breaking things down and rebuilding it for the better. But the way it has always been used, I always associate it with fire and with burning things. <laughs> yeah, and that I don't agree with. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
the yeah, yeah. the word in itself is not bad like no no words in themselves are bad it's it's the context that it's always been used in and it's always been used in you know break break glass uh, correct vandalized shop etc so that that's where the that writing versus protesting portion comes in both of them are anarchy against uh against the system but they are very different modes of anarchy yes it's it's a whole spectrum that we're talking about and and uh, the kind that comes to the forefront is this woo uh, like taboo sort of depiction of anarchy that is linked with violence and com- and you know complete subversion of of authority but it is it, yeah, it is essentially rejecting that. all the capitalist or, or racists or any other power in inequities that you see in the system and it, it it also involves building things up from the grassroots level be it, you can think of uh, your own community or or your own family your own family if you have an extended family who live in different countries the way you connect is without a power structure there is no person who actually who holds authority in your family and holds a decision but you get along really well and you and you share resources and and you uh, yeah you but even in that case the point can be uh, the point can be argued upon the fact that the dad in the family might have a hierarchy in terms of power structure but anyway it's not to digress about this topic what are the quick uh, inside scoops about uh, minneapolis that you could tell us man yeah minneapolis that that really hit close to me uh, i was quite upset uh, as soon as i uh, saw the video of george floyd as, as i think everyone would be when they watched that video but it just uh, sort of you know reinforced this notion that there was there was always a lot of inequality in minneapolis to begin with yes it's a great it's a you know it's supposed to be known for its niceness and uh, a very progressive city but yeah it's it's pretty rotten when it comes to these things and uh, i had also been you know in the same area when philando castile was murdered by cops back in 2016 i was just driving around the neighborhood and then when i stopped somewhere i checked the news i learned that damn it he was in the same neighborhood and he got shot at, a tra- at a, i think a traffic light because he seemed to take a gun out of his vest whereas he he didn't have any on him so is this the case where they stopped him and they he was trying to reach for his uh, wallet to yeah, show exactly. his license so then yeah wow. and and minneapolis ex- the protest really took off there and i wasn't surprised by that either because uh, of the progressive uh, cluster of people who who took it upon themselves to go and and uh, really demonstrate outdoors so it it began one after the other and within a few days you you saw police precincts being burned down i think that was incredible i have not seen anything like that and it really set an example f- for demonstrations not just in the us but even even places in europe the europe is a tricky place man like their racism is i think it's far more rampant than america in america they speak about it in europe it's far more hidden like especially if you take the french uh, the france as a country 
So there I feel like the the African immigrants who speak French or come from like former French colonies, those guys are ostracized in a major way in France. Europe Europe is an amalgamation of a lot of different kinds of discrimination, man. You got you got race, you got nationalism, you got classism, like it's just you sometimes you don't even know what they are being discriminated. Like this is this is I have seen this happen in front of my eyes. Like, just based off of your skin color, you you after a point you don't know why you are being discriminated against. Is it because I'm not from France? Is it because I'm brown? Or is it because I don't understand your language? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you you gotta identify that first. At least here, everyone's American. <laughs> like obviously, it's not not right. It's just a funny spin on racism, which. Kind of sucks, and <laughs> I regret saying that. But <laughs> hey, but with um, being uh, having lived in Minneapolis, are there places that you know of, like, uh, or are there friends that you know of who told you anything that has been like an insider story, or that like um, that that put you through, let's say, the ringer in terms of thought process? Yeah, man, uh, it's not really. I mean, yes, I do have a, a friend who is. Uh, currently an advocate for for domestic violence and a number of issues she was a graduate from uh, the social sciences school there uh, yeah an, an exceptionally well read uh, girl so i yeah i got some of the inside scoop from her and that's where i learned that people it was sort of deceiving when uh, they put out this messaging that 80% of the rioters were from out of state and so on and and uh, you know that's where that's why you shouldn't go out and protest i think that was a, that was a lie because majority of the people on the ground were people you know were people within the community that went out to to protest and yeah, they were just yeah. doing this to sort of create divisions between the in group but this also brings up a uh, i know we might be running out of time but I, this also brings about a conversation or like a topic that uh, which is also close to everyone's heart which is the covid-19 piece too that's something that you could really shed a quick light on and then we could call it a day by the way yeah i mean don't don't worry about we still have a lot of time. we can break this up into two so yeah that covid so i went to uh, the that's one thing that I kind of liked. Uh, I went to the Detroit protest a couple of days ago, and I was like, I'm not a very active person, so I was just standing by the sidelines, just walking with the crowd. But it was nice to see that people was people were aware of the current situation, even in even in the scheme of things, or and why they were out there. Everyone was still wearing masks. They were you know staying away from each other as much as possible there were boards uh while people were walking on you know about covid-19 just you know stay stay safe etc etc you know the generic uh, uh buzzwords but that's something that i think people have are thinking for themselves like no one in the the government is all over the place currently when it comes to you know what what rules to set or what laws to pass yeah absolutely right on that actually on the previous point i forgot to bring up that 
in Minneapolis, the place that I used to go out to on a date night with my wife, it's called the Midtown Global Market. That freaking place got burned down in this pandemic. That also uh, pissed me off. But anyway, coming to to uh, yeah, the messaging on on the COVID nineteen, you're right. It's absolutely all over the place. First, they started off with, you know, emphasis on wearing gloves everywhere, and within a couple of weeks, you didn't hear about it at all. It suddenly transformed into masks, wearing masks. But that again, that was again a complete reversal on what the previous message was, which is masks are not useful. And the other, so being a so quick question. So being a guy who's involved in the COVID-19 project, what do you say, man? Wearing gloves actually helps through this whole... This well, it, whole I mean, it definitely helps. You can add layers to your body and it would uh, help you, but it's not foolproof, of course. Like someone's... Like people joke about on WhatsApp, like if, what makes... When you fart, it gets through... Uh, the two butt cheeks and out through your jeans and people can still smell it. What makes you think a virus molecule can't get through a mask when you sneeze at each other people? So similar to that, using that as an analogy, nothing is, is foolproof. In fact, masks do make you complacent. So you're saying we should be walking around with diapers? <laughs> yeah, you should be walk, on, walk around with those face shields and and read and but they need a butt shield too. Hazmat suits, yes. You need a butt shield also then. So these things are ridiculous now. And now the unfortunate thing is, with uh, in light of these protests, many people in in they're coming out showing solidarity for these protests, and they're 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 signing letters of solidarity saying that uh, all systemic racism should be dismantled and we are totally for people protesting and that this shouldn't affect the transmission of COVID. I think that is completely ridiculous. You can't have public health experts coming out and saying this does not affect COVID transmission because you were just like a couple of weeks ago, you weren't, uh, yeah, you were totally prosecuting people for being six, more than six feet away from another person without a mask. There's a massive double standard here, man. You, you can give importance to two topics at an equal level and make sure it gets executed. I mean, you are a fucking first world country. You have the resources to do it. It's just whatever builds you political points, that's what gets pushed. People don't matter. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It gets my blood boiling and I don't want to get my blood boiling. But I don't understand how this government and I am part of the problem. I am here. I am part of the United States now. So are we, all three of us. And yeah, it's, it's amazing at the same time on how how they can ignore issues at on a flick of a switch. Hey, one day it's there. Second day, what what's COVID nineteen? We gotta focus on you know people writing. That's that's right more on. important. That is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at it in terms of statistics too, like you see India, like the cases exploded 
everywhere else except for Bombay because Bombay is still under lockdown. And including Brazil. Brazil's like completely lost the plot on COVID-19. They don't know what to do. And Bolsonaro is just busy doing what Trump does well, just denying everything. So yeah, you're right. Double standards exist. But now the same like ideology that America propagates, the world is just uh, absorbing it, which is just deny everything that you're doing. And if you're doing it wrong, straight up deny deny till it becomes the truth, right? <laughs> lie, lie till it becomes the truth. That's that's how history is made, right? Yeah, they're favoring, someone said they're favoring ideology over science. And whatever is the ideology in favor at the moment, be it PLM protests or not, they're just going with that and forgetting everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then again, like, ideology is pervasive in different places. Like, the fact that um, the fact that we are in a state in which if if you look at it globally right most countries have leaders who are not thinking about the nation and are thinking only about themselves like you can literally count in i mean you can literally count them out and these are like global leaders which are affecting which are affecting like let's say the G7 or the G8 affecting countries which actually make a huge difference economically to the world and we are at a we are at a standstill. It's an impasse. Like, how do you rectify a situation that's already like damaged? How do you come? How do you come to a conclusion? I don't know. Right, and, and in yeah, Brazil. I guess Bolsonaro is just brazen about that fact. I don't follow. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on really internally. But at least, like you pointed out, there are no double standards here, and there is no excessive virtue signaling on one front and uh, yeah, complete reversal of your policies on another front while you're 108,000 lives down. There's uh, one thing that Akash, you mentioned India and it reminded me of something. I saw, I recently started Instagram, right? Because I want to market this podcast, but uh, I've been reading posts and it kind of got me thinking there's a lot of people in and these are especially these are indians and there's some some indians from the united states where they are they're talking about how you know uh, they are complaining that celebrities in india or influencers i should say not celebrities uh, celebrities come under influencers in my opinion uh, but how they are highlighting the Black Lives Matter movement in India right now. And the complaint is you should be focusing on what is wrong in India. What do you guys think about that? Go ahead, Bidur can take this. Bidur, your audio is gone again. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, then I can take this question. Yeah, we can hear you. So you're absolutely on on point and I was also by some posts saying that you should uh, stay in your lane and not comment on what is going on in India. Whereas I totally disagree. Uh, You don't have to be in the same environment all the time. You do have family uh, out there who are living uh, in India and you are indirectly linked to its its well-being. So yeah, and you don't even need to have family 
to recognize or to stand for what is right and wrong this affects this situation is not a not a united states of america problem it's a it's a humanity problem this is if you don't speak out this goes around like black people are discriminated against in the entire world in india a lot we know this yeah. we have seen this yeah. it's just yeah. that there's very little black community or population in india that no one really talks about it and there's other discrimination that keeps happening but the stand the, it it boils down to no problem is bigger than the other yes what's happening in india needs to be given attention to but when the entire world is trying when there's traction and when the world is rebelling against one thing you cannot take away from that fact and try to pass your uh or you know condescension given opinion first of all you can't give an opinion on what someone else wants to stand for that's another topic that's just condescension but even if they do yes precisely you are being condescending in the fact that you that makes you i think a racist when you think that your problem is bigger than some other problem especially a problem where you know you are fighting for yeah this is like a very straw man straw man theory right which is like you think that what you're going through is bigger than the other person or like what you're going through is far more emphatic i think the saddest part about like the indian population is that the lack of awareness and it's also because of ignorance too because um if you do hit a certain strata or a certain economic tier in india you get certain levels of comfort and then you think you have achieved it so then there's a sense of belonging to that level that you're at and that's become ingrained that's the unfortunate problem that's become ingrained in multiple different generations so each generation thinks that they belong there and that's their like true calling that's not the case that can never be the case one has to be a, there has to be a process of what you guys are talking about is edification there has to be an edification process and then unfortunately there is we are trying to go through the edification process but it's going through it's going through it through like multiple but guys the sad part is these these are educated individuals these are people that that i i mean they their posts pop up on my instagram so they are they are people that i follow right and i'm not the one to go up in arms against on anyone on a social platform but it's just it it's weird they, how how can you be so educated how can you be so aware of what is going on in the world and think that any problem is bigger than some other problem like they're all that need to be solved but then again then again you br- you bring over an interesting point right which is ignorance is bliss and then disengagement of information is the easiest part right like it's like giving advice to a 5 year old or to a 10 year old you can keep imparting advice but then after a certain point the 10 year old gets exhausted of listening so it's the same case with a lot of these guys they don't want to listen listening is the hardest hardest virtue which is what i'm learning as yeah, i grow older now a lot of people don't want to listen right and these people in india i think they sort of harbor some sort of resentment against uh indians in the west and uh, accuse us of uh, you know this 
you know holier than thou attitude and we are selectively commenting on topics and we are not commenting on on the existent casteism or other topics in india yes if these two topics do come to light and if they are exposed as much then certainly we do talk about them and uh, yeah i don't i don't really see where they're coming from and when they start shot people people down on it also see so something that i was really thinking about and i want to ask you guys this was like a lot of these celebrities or like a lot of people of importance not like the politician types but like essentially in the celebrity realm i'm not able to get the right word i feel that they're doing this for impressions and clicks because fundamentally it yields to revenue for them right like today or yesterday we saw drew brees coming out with this controversial statement saying that he doesn't understand why people kneel during the national anthem and he thinks that it's disrespectful by doing that statement or by by throwing it out there in the ether what he's significantly done is that he's brought himself into prominence again right that's one second example is kanye west he was literally 3 years ago or 4 years ago parroting about how great trump is and how not racist and how not big bigoted he is and yesterday he was seen marching through the streets of chicago so like the polarity or like the dichotomy that exists is just mind blowing right so fundamentally i feel that lands are being only for revenue sake with like people of like, so first of all i think kanye west is multipolar so <laughs> for the sake of argument i think we should <laughs> we should exclude him from his behaviors because i know i think that's where his genius comes from but uh, but i agree kind of with you and it's uh, in this aspect i will take a side because i don't care if someone's saying something that is helping a good cause if they are doing it for the sake of likes it's kind of like charity you give someone money you don't care how you should not ideally you should not be caring how that person is using the money that is true charity No, no, that is only with Kanye. Kanye. Forget like, Kanye. Forget Kanye. Take Drew Brees into consideration. Take Drew Brees. So take Drew Brees. He says like kneeling uh, yeah. during a national so, anthem. Which is why I like said I in this case I will take a side because if you are talking against a cause that is good for you know for likes or whatever for popularity, then I think it's wrong. Yeah. Which is why I said I'm it's hilarious because yeah 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 no I'm completely with you I'm completely with you on this which is what blows my mind like all these guys and girls who are not in prominence now are just coming out of the woodwork they're coming out of the wilderness just to have their say about this specific topic and have some sort of engagement while they don't have a complete understanding of what the actual situation or what the protest stands for i think that's where it seems to be very misguided on their part i think it's hilarious personally my take <laughs> because yeah there is an entire page called influencers in the wild which uh, shows videos of <laughs> white people who are taking advantage of uh, this platform and to try and garner more likes for their videos so they're just are you talking with the washington are you talking the washington examiner uh, 
examiner uh, uh, writer did you guys see that so she she acted like as if she was uh, putting in a board like an actual board onto a shop to protect the shop and uh, somebody took a video of her just pretending to hold a power drill and they posted it up on twitter and then she got fired she got fired because they they caught her and she's supposed to be a supremely right winged uh, woman who writes only right wing articles yeah it's, such it's sort of posturing only we see here in the us i'm pretty sure you see it's see that yeah it's everywhere you man see globally man india is india is on par when it comes to you know people being idiots and following uh, other people like sheep <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing we haven't been left behind. Growing up, we had Rakhi Samad, man. Idiots, man. <laughs> it's always yeah. It's the number. Every country is number one in that aspect. So yeah, going back to the pandemic, <laughs> I was I wanted your opinions on it. I don't see any end to this at all. They started off with a flatten the curve sort of statement, and the curve seems to be flattened. But you really want it to go down and and. no it's that there's there's no concept of damage control over here because i feel like the damage is already done and it's just basically trying to keep the keep the morale in place i think fundamentally it's all about the morale and that's all i have to say about this we'll see i mean in, with regards to covid-19 it's uh, it's going to be zero zero sum end of the day there's people are going to die it's going to happen it So all you can do is be smart about it ride the wave i am very afraid that there's going to be another peak uh we through all the actions now the curve has flattened pretty much across the board in every state but it's it all comes down to how smart people are right disregarding government policies disregarding what everyone says you know how people are especially in the united states i mean they will do what they want it's a it's a very proud country for a lack of a better term and it someday hopefully not but it there's going to be one of the biggest reasons of their downfall i hope that day never comes but either way uh I think this was a great discussion and these discussions are going to continue happening. I hope people other people listening to this talk more uh about these topics like I said before uh problems don't get solved hidden. Problems need to be brought to the forefront for them to have resolution. So again, uh Akash Vidur thank you uh thank you for talking with me this uh, it's always a pleasure <laughs> and i'll see you guys see you guys on the flip side peace awesome talk to you.